Right. Hello, DoCast listeners. We are back for another great episode of the DoCast. I am really excited about this one because we had the honor of talking to Darren Slack, founder and CPO of Proact Indie. This guy has a true heart of gold and his positive energy is contagious. He seriously is an amazing and inspiring human being with a story you don't want to miss. While on college mission trip to Botswana, Africa, Darren experienced the power of giving back to others and wondered how his life would have been different had he been exposed to service at a younger age. This led to the founding of Proact and what it is today. Proact is a pioneering critical service learning and community engagement organization committed to engaging youth in public service that educates, delights, and inspires the youth and those they serve. Leveraging social capital, they specialize in intentionally bringing together organizations in the city, helping groups cross racial, social, and economic boundaries through meaningful service projects and social equity training. With a strong background in nonprofit management and research, training, and leadership, Darren acts as the conduit between the needs of the community and the individuals, partners, sponsors, and students that engage with PROACT. Under his leadership, the organization engaged over 25,000 boys and girls, community leaders, and business professionals to value intentional community engagement and appreciate diversity and equity as an integral part of their lives. He has trained all over Indianapolis and in such countries as Ireland, Ethiopia, Mali, Mexico, and the UK, and of course, in many cities in the United States. So seriously, this is a good one. I think you'll agree with me that his energy is amazing and, like I said, contagious. So don't forget to subscribe to the DoCast so you never miss an episode. Happy listening. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, we, no problem. I know we've already been talking for a long time um, about what you guys do, but I just love always hearing about everything that you all are doing, and I can't wait for other people yeah, to hear about it too. So yeah. that's the whole purpose of this podcast is just hear good, um, hear good things that either nonprofits, companies, both in some cases, yeah. and yeah. just the good that people are doing in their community. Sure. So welcome. Yeah. yeah thank you so much. Yeah. 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 Thanks for having We've me. We've always had good conversations in the past. Figure. Uh, Bring it to the mic. Yeah. Other people here. So. <laughs> well, I'm ready. I've been ready yeah. since 1987. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Born <laughs> to be in this podcast. Right. Yeah. Well, and the one thing I, and I apologize, can't remember. Are you originally from Indy? From Indianapolis. Born and raised. Went to Lawrence North High School. Yeah. We just bought a house right by Lawrence North. Okay. The yeah. Yeah, we still live I in Lawrence. I should say that. Yeah, awesome. There you go. We'll be neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Good. I'm not gonna give my address out on the podcast. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm right by Fort Bend. There you go. There you go. That's, that's a, a big, it's a big area. So it is. Yep. Um, shout out to Fort Bend there. Uh, yeah, but. Florence North. You know, cool. Yeah, so what took good. you uh, to jump right into it? I mean, what took sure. you into the nonprofit space? Like, why did? Uh, well, I it found me really yeah. in nonprofit space. Yeah, I wanted to be a doctor as a kid and. And that quickly turned into wanting to be a lawyer. And then by way of divine intervention, it was like, oh, well, you're in the nonprofit space, Darren. And been doing this for yep. a decade now, right? And so so just growing up, I mean, I was just a young kid who had very low self-esteem and um, a kid who struggled with a, a stuttering issue. 
I stutter sometimes when I speak, and I still struggle with that today. Um, but as a kid, I physically couldn't talk sometimes. I mean, yeah. it was, I had such a bad stutter that no words would come out at times. Yeah. And, uh, and it was embarrassing. And so I didn't talk to anybody. I mean, I didn't like speaking in front of a class and I didn't like just speaking to people, right? And so I lacked social skills because of that. But um, I had some caring adults. I saw I had a pretty good head on my shoulders and they got me involved in sports. That brought out a little bit of social skills in me. And um, they said, man, this kid gets good grades, but he just needs something to bring him out of his shell a bit. Um, but I was still struggling internally with not believing in myself or knowing what I wanted. So. I mean, I was academically inclined, so I was like, doctor, that's what I want to be. Yeah. Um, but in college, I had an experience that really changed my life that set me on the path to become who I am now and doing what I do now. So. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You want to share what that experience was? Sure. Because that's yeah. just a mystery to the world. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't, well, don't want to pull anything out that uh, you don't want public. So. Well, I want to talk too much, right? And I'm very vulnerable and, and open, too, and so it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah I like going deep. Good. But uh, yeah, I was still struggling with those self-esteem issues and a low sense of self-worth, even in college. I went to Wabash College and played football and ran track there. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a athlete and trying to do well in school, right? I mean, I, I didn't, I, I, yeah, I wasn't into partying or anything like mm-hmm. that. And so it was just football and school. And so my football coach recognized I had, I was still struggling internally with understanding who I was and who Darren Slack is. Mm-hmm. And so he had an idea to send 20 football players to Botswana, Africa. And I was one of those 20 football players that was chosen or asked to go. And so he, he said, Darren, he makes his whole spiel with his buddy out of Wheaton College who had this mission sending organization. And so we were partnering together. And they say, hey, it's gonna cost $3,500 you're gonna go overseas to Botswana, Africa and share the gospel. And we're gonna teach the gospel through sports. You ready? And I, and I said, uh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I can say that on this podcast. Yeah, you're good. But, uh, <laughs> it's an open mic here. Good, well I said, hell no. And so he takes my no and he calls me up a couple weeks later and he said, Darren, all you have to do is pack your bags and get your passport because your trip's all paid for. And um, I said no originally because as a stutterer, I didn't feel comfortable speaking in front of people. Mm-hmm. I'd never been out the country, so I was scared. I was like, mm-hmm. eh, I'm not doing that. That's I won't be able to speak in front of, of people. Country. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't afford it. I mean, I, I didn't come from anywhere that had money or my parents didn't know anybody. And so I was like, I, I, I can't ask my parents for this. Yeah. They're already paying for Wabash, $35,000 yeah. a year. Um, and um, and where I was in my walk in my faith, I didn't feel comfortable sharing the gospel either. Mm-hmm. And so when my coach approached me with this, this statement, hey, somebody's paid your way, that took away all of those excuses. Mm-hmm. And so I go on this trip, and when I was practicing my story to share in Botswana, I couldn't get through it. I mean, I was practicing in front of my teammates, and I was incredibly embarrassed because I, what should have taken me five minutes to share this story took 15 minutes. I mean, I'm not kidding. It was embarrassing. And so I, I was like, I'm not going to speak in front of people. Yeah. But the day came for me to speak in front of this group of villagers, like 300 people. 
and I shared this story and there was no stutter at all. And it was the first time in my life I heard God's voice say, Darren, you didn't make your mouth, I did. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is be obedient. And I told my story with such reverence that a gentleman ran up to me and said, Darren, I would never forget you, you have changed my life. And at 20 years old, I never thought I had anything of value to give to other people. And so I never said no after that. I went to Ethiopia, to Mali, to South Africa, to Ireland, um, Israel and Palestine, Mexico. I've been all over the world serving other people. And it wasn't the act of service changing me. It was the people. Yep. It was the relationships. Mm -hmm. Through people, I was finding myself. And uh, I said, what if I had this experience at a young age? How would my life be different? And I sought out every organization that served young kids and engaging them in community service as a very intentional way to live out their passion or find their passions and find themselves, quite frankly. And there's nothing out there like that. I mean, you have your National Honor Societies, your Key Clubs, your Rotaracts, um, the Multiplying Goods, the Students in Action, but they target those kids that are already called leaders. Mm -hmm. But what about those kids in the margins who have the potential to be leaders, but they just don't have the confidence yet yeah. Yeah. to step up. Like who's empowering those kids? Mm -hmm. and there wasn't an organization like that. Mm -hmm. And so at 22, there you go. I was like, so all right, well, here's an opportunity. This is what, what, what I'm being called to do. Yeah. Not going to be a doctor, <laughs> not going to be a lawyer. I'm sure and, your parents uh, love that conversation. Right, well, yeah. well, they just wanted me to be happy, right? And so That's they're good. like, oh, well. And we started with 12 kids back in 2010. Now we're serving over 10,000 people a year. And realized five years ago that youth weren't our only beneficiary it was proact yep. right um it's the companies that partner with us it's the nonprofits. Mm -hmm. youth are our primary beneficiary but i realized that our youth are never going to have a quality experience if the people around them and serving alongside them aren't educated about social issues that we're addressing through service and aren't educated about the lives and social context that our youth are living in yep. and so Absolutely. so we have a unique business model that really breaks down the silos between businesses schools and nonprofits and that's what uh, and that's what allows us to leverage social capital to touch so many people yeah so I really, I, yeah I really love that and I've, I've always recognized that exact need of kids who just either need that confidence boost or need access to something to right become who they want to be and become their best version of themselves and yeah I think that's I love when I hear organizations like yours doing that. I mean, right. it's great. And I have a, I used to work for an anti-trafficking organization, so mm -hmm. just have this heart. That was specifically girls who were either at risk or trafficked. But it's the same sort of thing. Like, they just, they didn't have people in their lives to right. encourage them to do something different or to just be there for them, just to exactly. have that relationship. And it's so cool to me how impactful relationships are. Right. I mean, it changed your life and it changes somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Just a moment, providing the moments. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And our mission is to stand in the gap for vulnerable populations mm. while empowering youth to actively transform the communities. And that, that image, that idea of standing in the gap, right? That, um, yeah. That's all about relationships. I mean, personally, I mean, I've had many people stand in the gap for me, mm -hmm. right? And and this wasn't always our mission. I mean, we just changed it recently. But uh, we realized, I mean, that's what PROACT does, is stay in the gap. It's not community service, yeah. right? It's not service learning, although those are components of what we do. 
I mean, we stand in the gap. And what does that mean? I mean, it means something different to everybody. But we've all had that individual or group um, or someone stood for us if we're anywhere, if we achieve some amount of su success in our lives. There's somebody that any of us can think of, if it's a mom, a dad, a friend, a teacher, a coach. coach. I mean, anyone that steps out of their way to say, hey, I'm going to walk with you. All right, and especially when you're at your lowest. Mm -hmm. yep. And so for vulnerable youth, I mean, we found that, that youth in the margins aren't typically asked to engage in this type of work, yeah. right? They don't know where to start, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't believe that they can make a difference because no one's ever told them that they could. And then because of systemic barriers, um, whether socioeconomics or, or their academic prowess or anything, right? they aren't able to participate in this type of work. What I think uh, right. through your story also, I think a lot of kids don't know what that, what make a difference means. Right, And yeah. it doesn't sound like you even knew what that meant until somebody came up to you. Right. And made a comment and you're like, oh. Yeah. That's, I was scared one moment, 20 minutes later, a, a moment changed your life. Yeah, exactly. And just so. took a coach to seeing something in me that I didn't yep. see in myself. But I participated in volunteer activities. I mean, I was one of those kids that was yeah. a part of National Honor Society. Yeah. Right? I was looked upon as a leader because I excelled in academics. But I was vulnerable in other ways. Yeah. Right? And we don't think about that aspect either. Yeah. So as a kid, yeah. I mean, even in National Honor Society and doing service work, it was just a means to an end. It was like, yeah. oh, okay, th this will make it look better on, on my college application. Yeah. I never thought about the relationship aspect. It was all for me. It was yeah. all about Darren and what can make Darren look better on this college application to Harvard yeah. or to Wabash or DePaul or whatever, right? Um, but I think it's because that, that bred that, right? So if you're in the honor yep. society, it was about a goal. Yeah, Whether the goal exactly. is good or bad, yep. the goal was a certain thing. And, it, right. I, and that's one thing that not anybody knows me and that it's amazing when you know people are gifted in school, and you know mm -hmm. from an academic standpoint, that was not me. Um, not only did I, you know, or do I have learning disabilities? I guess dyslexia never goes away. Sure. But just, you know yeah. how your brain works. But um, I, you know, I make the joke all the time. I was on the I rather cheat than repeat program because I I, I was blessed at a young age sure. to know what I wanted to do as right. a business owner. Now, I would never have thought nonprofit. And right. serving the nonprofit yeah. world, that's a, <laughs> that I didn't see coming. But there's so many moments that, to your point, it's we're looked at as kids based on what's your physical ability right? and what is your academic ability. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is just kind of there. Right, yeah, and exactly. There's a lot of great there kids mm -hmm. that are people's best friends. Yep. They're, you know, the ones you look at to when you need help, they're always mm -hmm. there in those moments. And Absolutely. So I'm with you. That's why I like, you know, targeting that, that group because yeah. nobody's targeting them for anything, really. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's those defining moments, yeah. I call it, right, where, where you're seen, right? Yeah. I and mean, we all yeah. strive to, we all want to be seen. It's not always comfortable, yeah. but we all want to be known and be seen. And when you see these kids in the margins that aren't, aren't typically called upon. I mean, they feel empowered. And yeah. they're like, oh, well, you see me? Well, I'm gonna, yeah. 
it piques my interest to be involved yeah. because you notice me, right? And honestly, and, it would probably take even less to get them to do action because they're used, right. I mean, it's sad to say that, but they're used to just being there and not being seen. So when right. they are, that moment, I'm sure, is, feels a lot bigger. Because Precisely. Yeah, it's yeah. that aha moment, that light bulb moment, yeah. whatever you want to call it, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, And that's why our mission is to empower youth to transform their communities because when we see kids that are on a path yeah, before they meet PROACT to go somewhere else that might be more negative or a negative outcome in their life. And you see those kids giving back and, and, being, and having pride for people, right? Or, and it, it just helps, it inspires us as adults, right? Because yeah. we look at those kids differently, it starts to change our perception. And that's why we strive on the idea that it, of, we want to redefine service. It's not about the act of service. Mm -hmm. Right, not, and it's about the intentionality of your relationships. Yep. Do you right? see the success of your program because of the consistency with the kids? Absolutely. I think that would yep. be very important. Yeah. So yep. it's not that aha moment that right. was just an aha moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, such a key point. On. Right. Yeah, I, I realized like when I first started Proact, this is about nine years ago. Um, we were doing our service products every single Saturday. And um, I'm glad you brought that up because when you talk about vulnerable populations, consistency is is incredibly valuable. And so there is this young girl who came the first week. She didn't come the second week, and she came back the third week to participate. And so I asked her. I said, "Hey, Shauna, so why didn't you come last week?" And she said, "Well, usually folks that start these things don't come back after they meet us." And it was at that moment I realized. Hey, I'm getting emotional now, jeez. Because <laughs> she stuck with me, and that's why we instituted that policy early on, because I never even thought, man, uh, us adults do give up on these kids when they, mm -hmm. when they meet them, because they don't, I mean, a lot of organizations don't stop, they stop doing programming because they have lack of participation, right? They, um, they have so many unfulfilled promises with these kids that it's like, oh, well, we ran out of money, and so you can't do anything, right? We don't care, right? So it was, it was at that moment that Shauna said that, that we were like, okay, we're not, we have a no cancellation policy. Yeah. We work with so many different people and so many different organizations that, I mean, things come up. We, we're working with an organization that's doing beautification in a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It's raining today. Oh, we can't serve. We're not going to cancel. We're going to allot some time to go bowling or mm -hmm. to go to Sky Zone or to do something, right? Because it's not about the act of service; it's about relationships, yeah. right? And so we don't cancel. We're always there, and we train our staff and volunteers. Hey, if we're in a school and we're expecting 20 kids, but two kids show up that day, we keep going, right? Yeah. Because we stand in the gap for those kids. Because you never know what, like, what we're saving them from, yeah. right? Even for those two hours, or right, yeah, or for those two is. kids, yeah, exactly. right? And and what we've seen is the more consistent we are, it's all about our own mindset, mm -hmm. right? It's not it, if there's lack of participation, it's not the kids' fault, mm -hmm. it's it's our fault, right? Yeah. But we found that the more consistent we are, those two kids, those three, four, or five kids, they start. They build trust with us. Mm -hmm. They yeah. start to build trust with their community, with mm -hmm. their adults in the community, mm -hmm. and they start to see, oh man, these these adults don't have the mindset of saying, hey, th 
these adults have the mindset of saying, we don't care how much you know, we just want you to know how much we care, right? Mm -hmm. And so these kids, they talk to their peers and we start to see the numbers go up if it's a new school or new partner we're working with mm -hmm. because we're consistent. Yeah. They say, man, yeah, these kids, yeah, they're there. Mr. Slack's there every day, Selena's there every day. No matter what, they're there. Yep. And so that, we, we build trust by risking ourselves. And yeah. so that's the mindset we have to have. Yeah, it just, it's just so important. <laughs> I mean, for years, even with myself, looking for mentors, like mm -hmm. somebody that portrayed values all their life that I wanted. Right, or, yeah. or that I have, that I wanted to continue to excel. Finally found somebody. We had one coffee meeting and I shot up a text, not even an hour later, can we do this monthly? Because it's like, I don't want to let this guy go. Right. And yeah. you, you probably know who he is. I don't want to reference him on here. It's all right. He's going to get yeah, a bunch of calls. Right. And they're like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know you were so great. That yeah. was awesome. But now. Um, I'm asking not, yeah. who it is. So not only now does he send me a scripture uh, passage every single morning. Yeah. Um, and it's not auto. This is one that, you know, it's not on some auto till here. Sure. And then he's already introduced me into uh, his peer faith group that mm -hmm. he's been friends with these guys for 30 plus years. Right. And I'm like, yeah. man, we've only known each other 90 days. Sure. And so is that, that he let me into his world, but it was the consistency of, sure. Mm -hmm. The only way I know this is going to work is if I, this is a, you know, right. so yep. especially with teens, Oh, it's huge. You know, I think it's it's just huge. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna like like I was saying, I, we worked. I worked with the anti-trafficking organization, and we had a mentorship program, and we also went into different facilities for like education programs, and we were only there an hour and a half a week for like a ten-week period, and that, that's just mm -hmm. what our program was. We just went sure. in and taught them about some stuff, and tried to continue that relationship afterwards, but. I, so many comments were so impactful to us and we were finally asking like why do you show up every week like why why was this impactful for you and every mm -hmm. single time it was because you kept showing up like they had that same mentality of yeah you showed up for that second week and then the third and then the fourth right. and it like for an hour like it wasn't yeah. even but you, they just showed up and cared that, that that's all they need they just right. need that yeah. consistency and it's crazy what impact that can just make. Yeah, and, and it's so simple. Like, a lot yeah. of people always ask us, like, come to us, like, how do you engage these youth so much and so well? I mean, it's not it's not anything secret, yeah. right? You just show up. Just do up. it, yeah. <laughs> Let me think right. about it. I mean, I just shared my story with the gentleman. I'm 39 years old, and what I was seeking as a grown man, I mean, just think of a 13-year-old boy. Right, oh yeah. I mean, it's just amplified, but... The beauty is he's only 13 yep. and learning certain things along the way. I mean, I was blessed that, you know, I had a few people in my life. Sure. Um, but not everybody is. And yeah. So it's, and uh, I don't know, I think it's really powerful. Right, uh, yeah. You know, you're definitely doing some good work. No yeah, matter what thanks, community, man. right? I mean, you know, we're doing yeah. this podcast and podcast and Fishers and everybody has the stigma of oh Fishers is a wealthy community sure yeah but there's a lot of kids here that wealthy or not you'd be yep. surprised how many wealthy kids need, well they get overlooked yeah but and I'm not yeah I'm just saying every well family, that's the thing every right community right has this issue yeah folks assume that when we talk about vulnerable populations as black kids or Latina kids mm -hmm. no yeah yeah pro acts 
I mean, one of our key tenets is diversity and the way that we define and train people on what vulnerable means. I mean, you could be affluent and your parents are going through a divorce, right? Exactly. I mean, you're going to be affected in ways that we can't even imagine, right? And, and it's going to have an impact on you. might not be now, might be later. Like, we don't know. I mean, you're vulnerable, right? Um, or your parents are struggling with some type of addiction, but you're, but you're in Hamilton County, right? Like, we don't care. We look at people yeah. as people, right? Yeah. And it's, and we all, I mean, if we if, if you think think broad about it, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. we're all vulnerable in some way, in some Absolutely. capacity. Especially right? teenagers, especially kids. Precisely, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah no and so it's just a matter yeah, of framing it in a different way and looking at these kids in different lights. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, I mean, I was a straight A student, but mm-hmm. I was vulnerable. Yeah. And that. Uh, if I had a pro act as a kid, I mean, I might, I, I don't know what I'll be doing right now, right? Yeah. But uh, it, it's, yeah, but somebody saw that I was vulnerable, and that's why they yeah. got me involved in sports, right? Yeah. right? I mean, yeah, that, so that doesn't, that's not a perspective that we take, right? Mm-hmm. Like saying, hey, Fishers means that you have all these things that's afforded to you, you, you have access, yeah. and you don't need us. No, that's not true. No. We all need relationships. No. No. We all need each other. And, and we all need to lean on people. And, and we all need somebody to stand in the gap for us. And well, that's actually why, sorry. No, you're good. That's actually why I got involved in the nonprofit space because I, well, specifically, I know you keep talking about trafficking, but that's mm-hmm. what my heart was torn. Sure, that's your it's passion. still torn about. But yes, <laughs> yeah. involved in it for so many years. But that's why I got involved. Is I didn't go through it, but I had those same vulnerabilities as the girls who do right. that I was... I, I started to have these realizations of, oh, I could have just as easily, sure, just yeah, as empathy, easily right, got yeah. into it as these girls did. And right. it just was that like realization of, oh, we, and I, I didn't come from wealth, but I also didn't come from a bad home. Like sure. I had a very loving family and stuff like that. So it's just like, knowing that like, oh, it, it does not matter where you come yeah. from, whatever, you're still going to be vulnerable. So yes. yeah. I want to end on this because you, you made a comment of oh yeah certain areas, uh, you know, because you might live in a certain area, you have access to things. Right. Um, I think that's a big misconception. Yep. Just because you live in an area or there might be a lot of access, most people don't know what to access. Precisely. You know, yeah. no proactivity is available for them. Yep. No matter what community you're in. Uh, it's why Donate exists. We want to make sure everybody knows what is available to them in the nonprofit sure. space and that what, what they're serving. So with that being said, how can people find you? That's a great question. We are all over social media, so follow us on social media platforms at ProactIndy on, on all platforms. Um, and then also visit our website, um, proactindy.org. And then you can also reach out to us. Um, you can either email our team at volunteer at proactindy.org or email me directly. You, you have a conversation. It all starts with the conversation. So. Darren, D-E-R-R-I-N, at proactindy.org. And we are a resource for those businesses, schools, and nonprofits that are looking to figure out, okay, so where do I get started in meeting needs? So we have those turnkey solutions for you. Well, I appreciate you coming in today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you all. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome.